Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. We're fresh off a Packer victory. Uh, Join Ryan and I tonight as we break down that game and look forward to what hopefully is a redemption tour in Philadelphia. So grab your Lake Monster beer and enjoy the show. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Skull! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. My name is Matt Anderson, and like every week here on this show, we are sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota. If you're in the Twin Cities area listening to this or watching this, make sure you head out there, uh, have some great beers, and uh, enjoy what is left of, you know, late summer, early fall before it gets too cold out there. Though they do have uh, they do have heating lamps for you to sit out on the patio. A little while longer, if you'd like. Uh, joined again this week by my co-host, Ryan Ortega. Ryan, what's up, man? You were at this game on Sunday. I was. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of energy. My voice is finally <laughs> getting back uh, after a couple days of uh, being pretty harsh there for a uh, and it's not good for work because I'm a recruiter, so <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the phone <laughs> talking to people, and yeah, it was it was a little rough, but um, yeah, doing well. Uh, excited to do this tonight just because a lot of excitement, a lot of positivity. I, I've seen some negativity on Twitter over the last couple of days. Just people always find something to complain about. And Dave, wh- who, what did you say they call those people? Uh, it's coined by my uh, former partners, Ted Glover and oh, Drew, that they call them ESAT Nation. ESAT stands for everything <laughs> sucks all the time. And they're wrong this time because it doesn't suck. Enjoy no, the victory. Beating Green Bay at any time, whether we're good, bad, or indifferent, is always a wonderful thing. Yeah, enjoy it. And and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But uh, before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit about like the vibe of the stadium? I mean, it's the first game of the season under Kevin O'Connell, Ryan, what, what was it like being in that stadium? You know, at least for me and around where I was at, which I sit like on the end zone, um, on one of the end zone sides, it was just, again, there's just like a renewed energy in the air. I don't know if that's necessarily KOC, if that's just a new year, um, or a little bit longer to drink before the game. Yeah, that was nice, and, and, and that was probably had a little bit to do with it. I definitely did a little tailgating with my neighbor, Troy, um, and, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess, it was I was optimistic, which I going into that first game last year against Seattle at home, I, I didn't think that this team was going to be as great as it was, and that's very evident on our predictions and you know how often I did pick against us, um, and our record kind of reflected that, right? Uh, where this yeah. year I was, I just came in with a lot of energy, a lot of optimism, and then yeah, uh, watching KOZ on the sidelines, you can just tell he had a lot of energy, which I think was awesome. And it was for every Packer game I've been to, that was the least amount of Packer fans I'd seen there. Now it was still way more than there should have been, but it, it seemed like there was a lot more Vikings fans. But <laughs> I did get tricked once. I, I got up to go grab a beer, and. Uh, and I heard just this roar, you know, and I was like, and I knew it was third down. So I was like, all right, because obviously the, what shows up on the TVs is like, I don't know, t- five seconds behind or whatever. 
And I'm like, all right, let's go. And all of a sudden, I saw that, oh, it was a sack. Uh, that was when Kurt oh. got sacked on that second drive. I'm like, oh, <laughs> son of a, you know. But, uh, you know, outside, and it was too loud for my liking being that that was all Packer fans cheering. So, um, but overall, again, electric um, energy was go. high. Um, a lot of high fives all around. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, well, we are like like you said, we're going to pump the positivity on this on this show tonight. Um, there's a lot to be proud of 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 Sunday's performance. But before we quite get to that, I didn't introduce Dave, um, and I and I apologize, Dave. How are you? Um, how was the final score on on Sunday? Um, and and what were your uh, your initial takeaways from from Sunday's big win? The final score was uh, Tanishka joined me and Flip, and we had an absolute blast. It was a good time. We were celebrating. Uh, My impressions were I'm quite happy. The offensive line is progressing, and it is Mm -hmm. already better than last year, even covering up for our problem at center. And (laughs) Chill, Dave. The way they – KOC schemed everything, especially to get Justin Jefferson open, was a thing of beauty. I expect more of that. And when the next team, be it possibly the Eagles, try to shut that down, that just opens up Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne and Cooker and everybody else wide open to take advantage of it. And I still think Justin Jefferson will get his due, even if they do that. Then the biggest and most pleasant surprise was the defense, right? Yeah. yeah. There was a few times that they looked a little rusty. You know, Patrick Peterson tripping over his feet. Thank God, you know, Green Bay drafted Got bailed Williamson's out there. son. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they held them to seven points. Yeah, that hadn't it was, been done it was, since 2019. It was a very, very impressive performance by the defense. I thought, and uh, I don't know if you guys watch Pat McAfee's show at all, uh, but he does have Aaron Rodgers on there every Tuesday. And Rodgers was on there yesterday, uh, giving a lot of praise to that Vikings defense, specifically Harrison Smith. Um, he said that Harrison Smith was was really flying around the ball on. Uh, on Sunday and, and I mean he did come up with an interception and if you want to watch that breakdown by the way I, I was I'm only saying this because I literally just spent before this show watching it but uh, they have on on <laughs> they have on vikings.com uh, Kevin O'Connell pretty much breaking down three three plays from Sunday's game and it's it's phenomenal I mean it's it's no wonder they went with him for head coach he he teaches so easily when he's talking about those plays, uh, the responsibilities. So, so I would strongly recommend to go watch those. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with this, but anyway, that, that Harrison was back there and he was frustrating Aaron Rodgers because Aaron yes. Rodgers would have to wait to drop back before he could read what sort of coverage Harrison was in. It was disguised that long. And he still made mm-hmm. the wrong choice and got picked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's a I think that's a testament though to to the front four, right? Like Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, all those guys. 
had a really, really strong day. And again, I'm referring back to Pat McAfee's show with Rodgers, but Rodgers said that they only really truly blitzed like three times that game. That was just all natural pressure with that defensive line, which is a night and day difference from what we saw this from this team a year ago. So, uh, yeah, just a, a, a great performance for, by the by the Vikings defense. And we'll talk more about what they can do to hopefully improve or uh, help stop Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles uh, later in the show. But, Ryan, I want to toss it to you. I mean, I've been at Viking games before where I've seen some pretty amazing performances by our players. Most notably, I think, in my opinion, was uh, Adrian Peterson's 296 game versus the Chargers back in the day. But you were there. You were there for yeah. Wow. I was were you too? That was my first Vikings game ever. Yeah. I was like, oh, on well, my, there we go. I think I was on like the <laughs> forty-five yard line. My buddy got tickets and brought me. I was like, all right, let's go. And obviously, oh, AP been- at the time was like one of my favorite players ever because of Oklahoma ties. Of so course, it was course. it was uh, a very special game for me. We're gonna. By the way, Dave, we're, let's. Uh, we should probably get like a. Some sort of chime every time that Ryan mentions Oklahoma. We just ding it and then just have like a tally mark in the corner. But uh, anyway, back to the the question I was going to ask you. You were there for Jefferson's uh, fantastic performance. I mean, he was – I can't imagine what it looked like at the game, but on TV he was all over the field uh, and just wide open, like nobody within 10 yards of him. So what was that like to to witness that (laughs) – Just read that comment. What was it like to watch uh, that performance from Justin Jefferson, who arguably is the best in the NFL? Yeah, it it was a lot of fun uh, to to watch just the craftiness of what he was doing. Um, I I remember specifically watching the long touchdown play that he had where he just, again, there's nobody around him. and, And I'm one of those, like, I get really weird during football games. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I watch Kirk go back. I'm like, all right, he's open. He's open as soon as I see it, right? And I said it so early there. And Brooke's like, who's open? I'm like, Jefferson. He's going across the field. And, and you know, Kirk Sod, obviously, big touchdown play, right? And it was just so fun to kind of watch, again, how he was getting open. But part of that was Justin Jefferson. Part of that was just, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain plays where, he just outmaneuvered the defender, or he made a spectacular catch like that jump ball that uh, yeah. that uh, Cousins gave him, right? Which, again, going back to what I've been talking about for years with Cousins is you got to take those chances. And yeah. not all the time in the past he would take those chances. Maybe KOC is given that green light or whatever. He took the chance, one-on-one coverage, jump ball, and it was underthrown a little bit, and Jefferson made it work, right? So yeah. like that's what we're talking about when we say we want Kirk to be more aggressive. That's what we mean by that. Um, but you know, to, but part of that too is just scheme. Like Dave was talking about earlier, and like you've mentioned, Matt, is how you know they 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 de- designed the route and that route specifically where they brought I can't remember exactly who I think it was KJ just straight up the field to take the safety up with him. The uh, and then you had the shallow crosser by the tight end, and then he came up behind it, cleared that whole wide open space. Cousin didn't even need to be accurate there; he just had to get in that space. And Jefferson was wide open; it didn't matter. So, yeah. seeing those kind of things are just so much fun, and especially live when you can literally watch the all twenty-two in person right there. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was truly something special, and you can just feel the energy from the crowd 
and he was just yeah. feeling it. He was feeling it. They had showed him on the jumbotron, and he was showing off his grills and stuff. You know what? I think he does this thing right here. You know, <laughs> and it, again, it was just. And then everyone goes nuts, and then the gritties and all that stuff. It's just, it's a whole new environment right now. Well, and you mentioned it um, while talking about Justin Jefferson, and especially when you were like pointing out, like, oh my gosh, he's open. Kirk did such a good job on Sunday in anticipating his throws to his receivers. Um, and not only that, and I, I made a tweet about it, but his pocket presence and just the his ability to feel that pressure, you know, we've seen it sporadically from Kirk Cousins in the past. And I'm not I'm not gonna sit here tonight and tout him as this brand new quarterback now that's just everything in the past is different. I, I'm not saying that at all, but I think he deserves credit for Sunday. Um, he played within the scheme that Kevin O'Connell set up for him. He was confident. Um, he was reading through his progressions. He was anticipating throws. He was taking chances, like you said. Um, and to come out of that game on Sunday, like the Vikings did, where it wasn't like a nail-biter between the Packers. like They put in Jordan Love at the end of the game. Like right. We kicked their ass. And... Uh, well, to come out of that with a new with a new coach, a little bit of swagger from Kirk in, in the offense and even the defense. I mean, it's I'm pumped up just sitting here talking about it. I, I could relive that game on, on Sunday. I wish I could relive it every week, honestly. Um well, and hopefully we, we will down again. just a little because and then hey. fans will start saying that where this is our Super Bowl and all that crap. Like but no, um I, I agree with you. I think Kirk did a phenomenal job. Now, where else? I don't want to disagree. Disagree is not the right word. You, me, and Miles had a side conversation about this the other day. Um, I don't think we saw anything new from Kirk per se. Like you said, pocket awareness was yeah. a better, and I think he's gotten better every year with his pocket presence. Um, but more so, his um, his just his delivery has is always consistent when the scheme calls for it you know what i mean like if the scheme works the way that it's supposed to and the play calls work the way that they're supposed to kirk's a phenomenal quarterback and it's very evident because he does put up good stats every year the the thing that was different to me was again and i keep going back to this word was his energy like you can tell even he was fired up and he was playing looser and he was playing with a little bit more swagger if he's got that dad swag going right like he was even like he the plaid like shirt little polo the shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Patagonia shirt. Yeah. So like <laughs> all of that to say, like, there's a culture change. I don't think we saw a new Kirk, but I think we saw a Kirk that's fitting in with the culture that he fits in with, which absolutely is gonna show more confidence, show more leadership. But again, he, he can make those plays under Mike Zimmer too. But he wasn't have funny. He wasn't having fun doing it, right? Yeah, he wasn't allowed to I be. Think, I think he was having fun. He is now. Yeah, he was having a lot of fun. Um, Dave, you scared me for a second. You disappeared off the screen. I thought you were. I thought you were leaving us, and I was going to toss you uh, the final, you know, <laughs> no, other I, takeaways section of. of I realized of the, my fan was going on, and it bleeds over. So, oh well. So before we shift over, then to talk about the the, the Vikings versus Philadelphia on Monday Night Football this coming weekend. Um, any other takeaways from you, Dave, about about Sunday's performance? I'm a little surprised I haven't heard about the offensive line. <laughs> I did break it down. Yes, I have broken it down before. 
Ed Ingram had a little struggles when it came to pass blocking, but he got better as the game progressed. And he was going against one of the best defensive tackles in the league, right? Now, how Green Bay rushes is going to be different than how the Eagles rush. Green Bay Mm -hmm. uses a lot of stunts and a lot of moves. But the Eagles are known for is power. They're going to try to bull rush. I think Ed Ingram's going to stop that dead as a doornail. Ed Ingram's not the one I worry about um, with that type of rush. But what we saw on Sunday was that the left side with Darisaw and Ezra Cleveland, and Ezra had a fantastic game, was superb when it came to pass blocking. And the right side with Ingram, who we worried about, was he athletic enough? And he proved on Sunday, oh, yes, he is, plus the mean streak. And uh, O'Neal, their run blocking was fantastic. So with a right-handed quarterback, you want the best protection on the left and you want the best running on the right, and that's what we've got. And that will make a huge difference all season long because we'll be able to run the ball when we want to run the ball like we did Sunday, you know, and Dalvin Cook got his quiet 90 yards rushing and over 100 yards total, you know, and even Alexander Madison had a good show, and they both averaged, I think it was five and a half yards, something like that per carry. Yeah, I think it was like four and a half, yeah. Okay, but it was, uh, I like, I like what I saw, and I know it's only going to get better. And that warms my heart. Good old line play we haven't had in a long time. You know, it's funny, Dave, uh, that you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Um, Again, being live at the game, you're not sitting there looking at the stats or anything. You're just watching the game and, uh, and all that. And so when I looked up the stats after the game and saw that he had 90, I was, I was flabbergasted because it, it, obviously, you You think it was more? No, I thought it was less. I, I, I could have swore he had like, 40 yards like i i had quiet no idea what huh you know very quiet very, but efficient. Yeah. yeah exactly and yeah i i was very surprised and yeah to look at that stat line and then you, i i did come home you know i think it was monday um between like calls and stuff i was uh kind of flipping through our offensive plays and um and yeah he was he, he was making hard cuts and uh getting extra yards after contact and yeah i mean he was doing his thing it just it completely got overshadowed by Justin Jefferson and and, and all that he did. So you know the, yeah. the whole crowd was focusing on that and not so much on the run game. But yeah, he had a very productive game and Madison too. Yeah, I uh, I want to go back quick to Dave's offensive line and then address a comment here. But uh, um, you you mentioned Ezra Cleveland. I saw one clip and I know you both will love this because Ryan likes his players to be dogs. You know what I'm talking about. So. Uh, there was a play where Ezra, I think, was helping out Bradbury, and he felt, you know, that Bradbury either had it handled or whatever. And Ezra just went looking for more work. Like, who can who can I put on their ass? And I think he he went out to the to the left side with uh, Darisaw and just absolutely bodied this uh, this defensive lineman. And so I, I I saw that play and I was like, I I know Dave is somewhere smiling uh, <laughs> after seeing that. I was. So. Uh, the comment I wanted to address, though, was uh, Mary talking about just aggressive football. And I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you know, 
just someone brought it up in the comments, so we'll talk about it quick. Um, Adam Thielen, after the game, was very complimentary of Kevin O'Connell and his aggressive nature in the game. Um, I guess, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Because in the past, I mean, when we when we've watched previous or just Mike Zimmer in the past, you know, seven years, um, he hadn't been as aggressive. And I and I think of of one key point is, um, you know, right before halftime with just like a, a minute to go. You know, in the past, we're probably running that ball and just just trying to get to halftime with a lead, but we stayed aggressive um, and we scored a touchdown. So, um, any thoughts on on the aggressive nature of, of Kevin O'Connell and in his play calling and um, just kind of how he handled the 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 tempo of the game? Yeah, um, I mean, I think he handled it wonderfully, right? I mean, I think he was calculated uh, in terms of when he was going to be aggressive and when yes. he wasn't, um, and and taking points and not and, and not going for it or going for it and and getting more points, uh, which ended up happening on the first drive. Um, what I felt was, was, and oh, I'm losing the thought here, but what I felt was really strong about, you know, the, the, the play calling that he had was again, relatively calculated, but relatively aggressive. But what, what you see out of that is just like the overall philosophy of this team is mm-hmm. just, it's just to let's go, let's move forward. Let's go, go, go. And sometimes that is just taking points. Because that's going to, you know, allow you to, you know, be a little bit more aggressive the next time potentially. And what where I was going to go with that initially was uh, when Green Bay scored that touchdown, and I what was it twenty to seven, I think at that point in time, uh, yeah. or something like that. Um, you kind of had that feeling. You can tell the crowd maybe a little bit had that feeling of, oh, here we go again. Little PTSD. <laughs> but like, you, like you kind of felt it a little bit, but. You know, you're sitting there like, oh, look at him just go out there and he's hucking the ball again. Like typically Zimmer would have just said, all right, let's run the ball. Let's grind the clock. Let's ball control. And KOC is like, no, we're going to go. We're going to go. And again, we only end up getting a field goal out of the next drive. But again, it's just that mentality of, okay, let's go put them away. Let's not try to rest or like um, lean on our defense so much. Like let's help our defense out so they can remain aggressive because they had that opportunity getting that 7-0 lead. And they could pin their ears back once they got to like seventeen nothing. They were able to kind of mm-hmm. pin their ears back and made Rogers a, live, a life a living hell. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a, a fun performance to watch, um, and we've now celebrated. And much like the NFL players and, and the coaches and whatnot, hold on, it's time hold to on, hold on, Ryan. What sort of mood did he make Rogers in? You're muted. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't know where you're going with this, Dave. <laughs> oh uh, my gosh! Go. For those listening, Dave just threw a picture up on, <laughs> on the screen here. Fantastic! Very we angry. love that face. It's it's not my photo. I enhanced it uh, using a technique that brings out the lines and details, and it shows Aaron Rodgers more than just a little bit pissed off. Oh yeah, I don't know when there. this exactly happened, but I, I I would imagine it happened somewhere around the time when he tried to throw a block in Zadarius Smith and Zadarius laid him out. Actually, <laughs> he 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 you know laughed and jaw jacked on that one, and that was the happiest I saw him. So um, 
But he was yeah, he was point. frustrated from the get go. He was frustrated, and it was <laughs> a wonderful thing. We liked that. Well, when yeah, you throw an absolute perfect dime to your your highly touted second round receiver and he drops it for a seventy five yard touchdown. Uh, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed too. After Patrick, I mean, I get mad at my son when he drops the ball like that. So I can't imagine when you're a professional <laughs> athlete. But uh, I oh, wanted man. to show that. That's why. No, I I appreciate it. You can you can always interrupt on 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 some <laughs> pictures like that. That's fantastic. So, uh, like we said, pumped about the victory on Sunday um, over the Packers. But much like in the NFL, it's time to move on to the next game. It's a week to week league. Um, Nobody cares about what you did last week. It's it's now it's on to the next. So um let's talk about it. It's uh it's our first time back in Philly since that uh that daunting game uh where we lost thirty eight to seven in the NFC championship. And so will there be a redemption tour this weekend? I guess I guess it's to be determined, but it's also on Monday night football on the road, Kevin O'Connell's first First time on primetime. Um, Eagles fresh off. Uh, I, I, the score is probably a little bit closer than than the game actually was, but they're fresh off a victory over Detroit, um, where they started off a little a little rocky, and they really kind of picked it up. And we'll, we'll kind of break down some concerns and matchups to watch here. But uh, Ryan, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to or for for Monday night's game? Yeah, I, I want to see if uh, the this offensive scheme can continue to trick these these teams. Now we just went against mm-hmm. one of the better secondaries in the NFL with uh, the Green Bay Packers, and uh, Eagles secondary isn't as strong. Now they still have some quality players on the back end there, so it's, I'm not trying to trash them. They got Darius Slay, phenomenal player. Um, they just picked up uh, Chauncey Gardner. That's right, Dave. Ted, thank you. Chauncey, whatever his la- uh, last name, two last names, uh, Gardner something. Um, they they just picked him up, right? And uh, and again, they, so they got some players back there that that can play. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to see if we can still scheme Justin Jefferson open, or are they going to be so hyper focused on him that it's going to give a lot of opportunity to Thielen, uh, Osborne, Munt slash Irv Smith, whoever gets more play time. That was one of the big surprises. Is Irv Smith only he didn't get many snaps, but I know he's coming back from injury. So, uh, but Munt Munt. Handled it well. I think Munt came in and played well last week. So, um, and then yeah, obviously, you know the 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 big elephant in the room is Jalen Rager. Are we going to give him an opportunity to say, hey, you know, you guys messed up for trading me away, right? I'm not saying that that's likely going to happen. He's still new on this team. He's learning the playbook. Uh, but who knows? Maybe he can, you know, like, he can set oh. us up for a good offensive play with a with a big punt return, or maybe he does get in for a couple plays here and there. Yeah. So. Um, so, so that's what I'm looking for on a more positive note. On a more negative note, um, can our run defense, which was really the only somewhat suspect thing from last week. I know we had the big goal line stand, which was great, uh, but the touchdown did come on the run. I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones both ran for high yards per attempts. Um, and that's Eagles calling card. I mean, they're going to run, run, yeah. run. You got Hurts, who I think had like nine or 17 rushes last week, uh, 13 to, to um, Sanders. Um, I think Boston Scott and uh, Kenneth Gainwell each had a couple on there. So, I mean, they, they did rush the ball quite a bit, and they rushed really well. So 
and, and again, I, I don't want to bring the past up. Traditionally, old Vikings would struggle against rushing quarterbacks. Um, again, this is a new system, new play calling, new everything. So I'm not going to lean on that anymore. Um, it's the only time mm-hmm. I'll mention it. But Jalen Hurts <laughs> does provide issues because even though Deshaun in our in our group chat is going to go and trash on his accuracy issues, he can throw the ball. He can throw the ball pretty well. And he runs the ball phenomenally. And he's not the type of runner like um, like a Kyler Murray who will scramble, scramble, and, and get out and just slide. No, he's gonna he can break tackles and he can make people miss and 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 Josh really Allen. dominate. Yeah, much when more of a Josh Allen type him. runner without the probably the arm talent that Josh Allen has, obviously. Um, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how we you know, I thought I felt like the game plan on last Sunday was to really take away the pass as much as we could, bring the rushers, make Aaron Rodgers try to uh, beat us on the ground, basically, or you know, run the ball. Uh, where I think we're going to have to reverse that game plan this time and probably lean a little bit on our corners to uh, be a little bit more sufficient one on one. And they do have good receivers out there with AJ Brown and uh, Devonta Smith, uh, Quez. Uh, Watkins, um, yeah. So I mean, they they got some good players uh, back there. So yeah. and Dallas Goddard at tight end. So I think I think he took uh, almost all of my points there because uh, <laughs> that was going to be that was going to be my biggest concern for the weekend. It's it's I, I feel confident about the offensive like building on what they had or what they what they did this past week. Where my concern comes is. Um, is the defense and can they stay disciplined enough? It playing a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, regardless of if you think he has, you know, great arm talent or not, is very, very difficult because they can extend the plays either by themselves or on the run or or in in the Eagles. I feel like people are are kind of sleeping on the Eagles in some senses, but they're loaded with talent. Like you listed off a bunch of guys there, but. They have a three-headed monster in the backfield with with Gainwell, Scott, and Sanders, um, who they'll just ride the hot hand of whoever wants to get going. But I think all three of them scored touchdowns last week. Um, AJ Brown, you know, just brought over from Tennessee this past week, was phenomenal. I, I watched you know some of the the highlights just to kind of to freshen up here, and he was just catching everything, um, and he was just slip sliding all around these guys and, and maybe maybe that's more on Detroit in in their lack of discipline. Um but I, I just think he is really that good. And then Dallas Goddard, um Devonta Smith, I mean, they have so many weapons. And so I think I think the real test this week will be for the Vikings defense. And can they stay disciplined, keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, um, and not allow him to extend plays because I think when Rodgers tried to extend plays, we closed in pretty quick on him last week um, and either, you know, forced incompletions and, and we just didn't let Rodgers really extend the plays, which he's also pretty good at. Um, but, but Jalen hurts. I'm a little bit more, more nervous for. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see how they, they respond uh, coming after, after yeah. a, a big win. Yeah. You, you really got to force Jalen hurts to throw the ball and beat you through the air. If, if you can do that, we, we will have an opportunity, but again, that will be a challenge for our young cornerback room outside of Patrick Peterson, right? 
Um, and, yeah. and gosh, I really wish Andrew Booth was healthy because he would be a good matchup for a AJ Brown because they're both big physical people, um, where, yeah. you know, dancers, you know, more nimble, not saying he's, you know, can't handle that physicality, but he's more nimble. Patrick Peterson is getting older. And he, again, also is a little bit more nimble in, in his later years, I'm sure. Right. So uh, having a again like you, the term you used for me earlier, dog, right? Having that dog cornerback uh, to be able to line up against yep. an AJ Brown and allow Dantzler or Peterson to handle Devonta Smith would probably be in our best interest. But since he's hurt, he hasn't gotten the reps because he's been injured. Um, it, I don't see that happening this week. I, th- I think uh, a big win for the Vikings heading into this game is. Um... You know, you never want to see players get hurt, but uh, I think is it Derek Barnett did he tear his ACL last week, um, and yep, so he's exactly. out for the season, and and that's uh that'll help the the Vikings. But uh, I, I I was trying to remember his name all day, and now of course when Jordan Davis, that's the first round pick they just took this year, correct? Right. He was a uh, he was a one man wrecking crew last weekend uh, in Detroit, even though DeAndre Swift did go off for quite a few yards and, and looked pretty electric. I hope he can stay healthy because uh, he's just fun from a football perspective. But um, yeah, uh, Bradbury has his work cut out for him this weekend. And I, I think it'll take a lot of, I mean, we could say that probably every week, but probably more so again this weekend. Um, and I, I really think it's going to be on, on the guard play to kind of help keep that pressure away from Kirk Um because the Philadelphia corners are also no no slouches, um, they they have Bradbury. They have not not uh, not Garrett Bradbury. I forget his first name, James. but uh, James James Bradbury. Um, they have oh my gosh, I'm just blanking on the Darius whole roster. Slay. I have it right here. Yep, Darius, Darius Slay, Slay. Uh, Gardner Johnson. They just traded for, so um, they have they have a pretty decent uh, uh, secondary. So. If pressure gets on Kirk um, and our receivers can't quite break out of their routes and, and find an opening, then it's it, it could be uh, um, chaotic. But on the other hand, I guess we, we did see DeAndre Swift kind of gash the Eagles last week, and maybe this is, a, maybe this is Dalvin Cook's week um, for all we know. But uh, any and, other and, things and that you guys – And here's the thing, though, too, is yeah. Amandra St. Brown, he, he kind of lit them up too, right? I think he had like 80-some yards and a touchdown – um, on, on quite a few catches. So, I mean, here's the thing is, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that the Eagles defense isn't good because they are. Um, I think they, they have fantastic. a lot of talent. Well, they have a lot fantastic. of talent, I should say. But they did also let up, what was it, 35 points against the Lions. So, yes. you know, so you kind of take it in. And that was first game of the uh, year. So I understand there's going to be some rust and whatnot that we, pro- you know, we had as well, right? Um, but to say that, you know, this defense is better than the Packers defense is wrong. The Packers defense is significantly better, in my opinion, from a pass rush mm-hmm. perspective, from a secondary perspective. Both of their linebacker play is just kind of eh, right? So um, yeah. I, I think that I think that there's going to be an opportunity for us to continue to showcase this offense, and then we just need to be able to stop that run. If we can stop that yeah. run, I think we have an opportunity, oh, like a very yeah. good opportunity. But I did think that this was the harder matchup of the two. Um, going into the year, I was like, okay, I think Packers are beatable. I, I actually felt confident. I t- picked us to win last week. Um, Eagles are going to be a tougher match. They, I think they're going to be a tougher match for us schematically. Yeah. 
uh, from what, what our team does well. But I do think that there's an opportunity for us to win. I want to address Skull TY Catch 84 said uh, Spy Hurts was seen. I think Scene's hurt. Uh, he should be back this playing this should week. Should he be back? I think, I, okay. I think he's playing this weekend. If we do use um, a spy, and I've thought of that too, um, one of the disappointments from last Sunday was Hicks. Hicks didn't move into the flat on the left side as well as uh, I'd hoped, and that was a weak point we had last last week. But if we use a spy, generally a lot of times it's a linebacker, a fast linebacker. And rather than seeing who's coming off an injury, I'd like to see Brian Asamoah, if they employ a spot, be the one out there. Because as soon as he sees Hurts run for a hole or the outside, that boy flies. He flies straight to the ball. And I think that would be the answer there, if they choose to go that way. All up to Donatel, how he plans to scheme this. uh, And how much pressure they're getting from the inside and the outside on the pass rush. Uh, are they containing, you know, all that goes into it. If Hertz becomes a problem, then they, you know, they may hold off on the spy until he becomes a problem. It's, yeah, it's going to be fluid. Last week was fluid. And we talked about the aggressiveness of Kevin O'Connell on the offense. Uh, one of the uh, post games I heard with the players, or whatever, they dialed it back in the second half. Yes, they stayed aggressive and scored more points, but he didn't pull any more tricks out of his bag. They kept it rather generic because they were still You don't still need to show beating, anything else. And he didn't need to show anything else. What he just did was just touch the very top of his bag of tricks last week. There's yeah. still more to come. I think that's the case both on the offense, especially on the offense, and the defense yet. But I do like this matchup because the Eagles are a quality team. It could yeah. be a preview of a playoff um, matchup later in the season. I do think the Eagles are the ones that are now in command of their division because I now don't have Dak faith in out. Washington. And with Dallas losing Dak, it's, I think it's theirs to, theirs to lose. But it's, it's going to wow. be an interesting game. It's not going to be super easy. But mm-hmm. – um, the Vikings. Team. I want to address quick uh, Motown's comments here. So you had said that um, I may be wrong. A- the fact that uh, the Eagle secondary is trash. Again, yeah, they, I mean, the team let up 35 points last week. So I, I don't know. And I didn't watch, you know, it frame by frame. It was more on the every, ground, though. But it seemed a lot, uh, a lot of it was on the ground. I know that um, Jamal Williams had a, you know, a couple punch-in um, touchdowns and, and DeAndre Swift you know, ran all over the field. I just remember he had like a 60 yard game, like early in the first quarter. Um, their secondary, again, they might be, I, I don't know hundred percent. They have quality players. Darius Slay is a good quality cornerback. Uh, James yeah. Bradbury, he, he was obviously traded away from the giants for little to nothing, or I, maybe he was even cut. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he must've been cut because no, no, he must've been traded, but either way, he, uh, he has shown to be a high quality player. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson again, high quality player for the, for at least for the Saints. I don't know how well he did last week. So th- they got the players, I guess I should say. So we'll see how well the defense coordinator can use that talent to scheme up a good uh, scheme against this Vikings offense. Uh, and then the second comment is what has Hurts done? 
I mean, oh boy, he he brought his team to the playoffs last year. He's one of the highest rushing quarterbacks in the league since he's joined the league. Um, and he didn't even play for most of that first year because Wentz was playing. Um, and yeah, I, so like he, 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 he's a high quality player just from that perspective. I, is he a great NFL quarterback? Probably not. But what he can do is make the, uh, make defensive uh, coordinators lives hell because of the versatility that he has and the nature of how he runs the ball is much different than like a Kyler Murray, like I mentioned earlier. He's physical. He's like a Josh Allen where they will literally run a power option for him. And for him to just run up and plow over a guy and have that ability to just do that over and over and over again, and then still hand the ball off and not know which way it's going to go because, you know, like there's so many options you can do with him and he can throw the ball. He's not a, he's not the best thrower in the world. Um, His completion percentage is never going to be tops of the league, but with the talent that he has to throw to, he doesn't have to be the most, like, again, it's kind of the case Keenum effect, right? You don't have to be the highest accurate quarterback when you have, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen's to throw to in 2017 is the case that's going to be for Jalen Hurts. You have Goddard, you have AJ Brown, you have Devonta Smith, you have the talent around you to work with. So, yeah, I would expect to uh, just two comments. I would expect to uh, see a lot of screens, a lot of RPOs, and you know, like Ryan said, they they design runs, especially down in the red zone. If if you go back and look at last week's game, uh, there is a there is a play that they designed for Jalen Hurts to kind of scramble outside and he's not running out of bounds when when contact comes he's lowering his shoulder and he's trying to drive for the end zone so we're gonna have to bring a little bit of a physicality to our defense this week in order to kind of put him um at bay the other thing I was going to bring up is you you talked about Lewis seen um it's been brought up on this show before especially by uh the guest last week Arif Hassan but the Vikings are looking to uh, play some three safety looks. And I think that we're probably, well, we likely will see that this week uh, against Philadelphia. So look for that to potentially confuse Jalen Smith. And in, and in addition, you can, you, you probably don't want to do it all game, but you could probably put, you know, a Cam Bynum or a Lewis scene against um, AJ Brown if, if needed. Um, Lewis scene has a little bit more physicality to him than Cam Bynum, but Cam Bynum last week, was also flying around. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see because to your point, Dave, I, I think they, they clearly did dial back with, with the lead that they had and they didn't have to show all the tricks. Um, so I think they have a few more up their sleeves, including some in those, those three safety looks. So um, hey, it, I, love bound to be a Os- I love Dave's comment of Asamoah, you know, because, you know, why not get a premium talent on the field when Mark you catch it? But also, but also, he does have experience just playing and practicing against him uh, at their time together at OU. So, <laughs> all right, let's recap here for a second. So, uh, we we've, we've we've previewed the game. It's time for the lightning round, uh, where I give a series of overs and unders and buy sells, and then we'll round the show out with predictions. Um, Two notes. The first one is let, let's let's recap last week. Let's recap last week. So last week was Kirk Cousins um, over or under two hundred and eighty-one passing yards. Ryan and Arif both chose the over. I think it was just under. shy, right? Two seventy-seven. Yeah, yep, yeah, just, just shy. shy. Yep. 
Um, the second over-under was Aaron Rodgers with one interception. Uh, both of you said he would do that, and he did. And the other one, which I find really funny, um, and I'll tell you why in a second, but Dalvin Cook, 100 all-purpose yards. And you guys both picked the over, and he did do that. Uh, but what I prefaced last week with the uh, all-purpose yards is in Dalvin Cook's like averages against Green Bay, he averages 108 all-purpose yards. What do you think he got last week versus Green Bay? 108. Dead on, 108. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you did get that one. You were you were you were two or three last week on your over unders, and everybody was one and zero on their predictions for the Vikings beating the Packers. So that's a good start as we head in to this week's lightning um, round. Speaking of good starts, I did want to acknowledge that Niner Sickness has joined us tonight. I've seen his comments pop up. Oh, He's there we a good go, friend. He uh, does the 49ers version of what we do, and uh, our hearts go out to him after that loss to the weather in the swamp that was Chicago last week. Yeah, you, you guys were, we're the better team. We're all cheering for Trey Lance, Minnesota kid, so obviously <laughs> we want him to do well, uh, and my fantasy team, well, I only have him on one uh, guillotine league, so I just need him to do okay. <laughs> the... Uh... Yes, I, I agree. You should, if you if you if you want, you should go over and check Nine or Sickness's podcast. And and we are we're rooting for you, kind of. Uh, I, I I don't know if I want to. I'd see rather you guys not the see them. I'd rather not see them in the playoffs. So yeah, uh, they're they're a good team. So. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to mention quick is uh, something that we're going to try to do this year on Vikings Happy Hour. Uh, last year it was achieved because we had Arif Hassan as a live guest, but every week. Uh, we're going to try and get a media member to give us their prediction. And we have a surprise for you guys at the end of the show. Uh, uh, our second media member to give their prediction on this Monday night football schedule. But let's start the lightning round. Uh, hit the hit the fun music, which kind of didn't work last week at uh, Lake Monster, but I think it was just too loud. Oh, Got to find it. And if you're here in the chat, by the way, uh, really appreciate you guys viewing. Uh, feel free to spam the comments which, with what you think for these lightning round questions. So we'll start here with you, Ryan, on the over-under. Uh, Daniil Hunter, one and a half sacks, over or under? Uh, I think I'm going to go under. Uh, I think he's going to be at one sack this week. He's on the, he, he lines up on the you know, left, left outside linebacker position. He's going against yeah. the right tackle. The right tackle is pretty darn good. Lane Johnson, former Oklahoma player. Uh, so, but the, their left tackle is not nearly as good. So, I think this is an opportunity where Zedarius Smith is going to actually have a much better game. All right, Dave. Daniel Hunter, one and a half sacks, over under. Over. Over. All right. Get hot. All right. Let's go. I I also think it's going to be an over. Um, I think that uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, when he tries to improvise, he could run right into a Daniil Hunter. So I'm down for two Daniil Hunter sacks. I don't know if it would be much more than that, but I'll take it. He uh, needs the to next practice one. his sack celebration with uh, yeah. Smith. Yeah, good time to do it on Monday Night Football. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, uh, it's kind of an all-encompassing one, but the Vikings corners contain A.J. Brown to less than 80 yards. It's, it's kind of yes or no, but over-under. So, A.J. Brown, over-under 80 yards. 
Ah, man, that's tough. I'm going to say under, um, but I do think that they do throw pretty well this week. I just think Devonta Smith is going to get some uh, share of that as well. He got zero receptions and zero yards last week, obviously. Um, and A.J. Brown, eight. I think he had like 10 for 155 or something like that. So yeah, um, I'm going to say time, he comes back down to earth and Devonta Smith comes back to life. Dave? I'll agree with Ryan. Yeah. I, you said you said under, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, I'm going to go with that too. I, I think the Vikings, not, not that I don't think he doesn't have a decent game, but I don't think he gets over over 80. Um, last over under here, Adam Thielen, three and a half receptions. Uh, I think he had three this past week. Ryan's going we're over. Gonna go over. Yeah, we're going over. Sorry. I was going um, over too. It's, yeah, we're going to go over. I think. He has an opportunity here where he's going to see a little bit more. Um, we're going to see a lot more, I think, coverage on Justin Jefferson this week as much as they possibly can, and that's going to leave Thielen a lot of And I think it was Kirk or it was Kevin O'Connell that said we need to get Adam Thielen even more involved next week. Yeah. Um, off to buy, sell here. Are you buying or selling Kirk's week one performance? Uh, I'm all in. Uh, I'm going to buy. Like I said, I just this is Kirk Cousins. He, this isn't anything new for us. He plays well. I, I don't think that we're seeing anything new, so it's not really even a buy. It's just like a main game. Um, he, he's a quality player, a quality guy. As long as this, the scheme is built to, for him to succeed the way it was last week, he's going to fit that scheme perfectly and, and do well. So as long as Kevin O'Connell's calling the plays, I think Kirk Cousins is going to do well. All right, Dave. You know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. But in this case, leaving it at that. All right. Buy those buy those stocks of Kirk Cousin here today, Dave. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Um, are you buying or selling the Vikings defense through one game? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy that one as well. I just think that uh, Ed Dantel is a good positivity. defensive coordinator. Um, I think that we weren't even at full strength last week with some of our players hurt, like Andrew Booth, like Lewisine. Um, so we even have more opportunity to come in and, and do well. I know Booth's not starting, but um, he, he is going to be a contributor at some point this year. So, um, and and this is just our first opportunity this year. So I'm, I'm all I'm all in on buying Niner sickness renting. Well, yeah, that, that's kudos, too. kudos. That's all right, Dave, Vikings defense, you buying or selling? I'm buying. It's already looking ahead to that better. All right, I, I'm buying it too. I, I'm telling you, I told you we're going to pump positivity on this, and and we have nothing but positivity right now. Uh, the last buy sell before we get to predictions and, and get the hell out of here. Um, Kevin O'Connell's game management. Are you buying or selling that through one game? Um. Yeah, I mean, so I just think he's a smart guy, as we've alluded to earlier, and I just think he's going to really have a good game plan going in every week. He seems like somebody who's very prepared in every situation, it almost seems like. Now, I know he hasn't been given a lot of situations yet, but still, you know, it just seems like he's somebody who's ultra prepared for everything. So I, I'm going to go ahead and buy that as well. The, uh, the the comments of renting and holding during this section are <laughs> cracking me up. Uh if you have any other creative ones, chime them in here. Dave, uh, buying or selling Kevin O'Connell's game management? So far, I'm buying. There was no mistakes. Yeah. Monday. Or Sunday. He didn't pull a Nathaniel Hackett, I'll tell you that. So, no, that was... Uh, 
I, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it too. I I uh, I have been in, I was impressed in game one with his decision to go for it on fourth and one in the red zone, but then also being able to say, you know what, let's just keep racking up the points. We don't need to and push it here and just taking the field goal. So and uh, he stayed I, cool and calm the whole game. I was looking to see if he got fired up or went high or went low or yell at people. It's a lot that of that never happens. Uh, no, he, he definitely didn't punks. get fired up on the sidelines. He did definitely he? did. A lot of fist punks. <laughs> yeah, well, not, him. The, not that we saw. Not, yeah, the not, not on the stuff, TV yes. view. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was definitely <laughs> – Yeah, I think after that uh, – I think it was after one of the big Justin Jefferson games. He just was like, yeah. Oh, like, you can yeah. tell he was really excited. So. That and the sack on Rodgers, he was over there just pumping <laughs> his fist. So, all right. We can cut the music and, and head over to uh, predictions here. Like I mentioned – it was uh, a 1-0 sweep across the board last week. Myself, Ryan, Dave, Miles, and the media guest who was a Reefus on. Um, let's, start with, uh, let's start with the guest, the media guest this week, Dave. Okay. Coming to you live this week, we have Judd Zolgad. Hey, guys. Judd Zolgad of Score North. Appreciate the opportunity to weigh in. This is going to be a very, very tough game for the Vikings in Philadelphia on Monday night. The victory over Green Bay was very impressive. The offense looked fantastic. The defense was aggressive. Justin Jefferson, in many ways, probably can't be stopped. That being said, in that environment in Philadelphia against an Eagles team that is a good team with a quarterback who can run, I like the Eagles in a very close game. I think the spread of about one and a half points, probably pretty accurate. Thanks, Judd. Thank you, Judd Zolgad. Um, I think when he did that at the time, it, it was a one-and-a-half-point favorite to Philly, and, and he's given it to him. Um, so he's he's obviously picking Philadelphia there. Uh, the spread is now two points for the Vikings, or for the Eagles uh, on mm-hmm. the road. So, uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts for this week? We didn't get Miles's, by the way. I didn't I didn't ask him. We didn't get we'll him, him before. He was, he was too busy drafting his I, fantasy team. I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him. He had he had the bikes. Oh did he? Good. Um gosh, this is tough because like the the like logical side of me is like all right, we're playing a really tough team outdoors, <laughs> away. Just like it's gonna be tough to pump positivity all they play show. on like a real grass field. Like there's just a lot of just different but and it's a minus <laughs> two, I think like you said. So Eagles are favored by two. I'm gonna say Vikings squeak squeak one out. I'm gonna get. I'm, I think I'm gonna go 28, 27 Vikings. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I was about right, to say you time. can't pump positivity the whole show and then, eh, they're gonna lose. You know. You know. It's funny. Is we just bought Motown, all of these stocks. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Motown just had put up uh, the Vikings win by ten. Uh, up in the chat, and <laughs> I almost picked thirty-one twenty-one, but and then I read the st- I read like the. It's, for whatever reason, Vegas is like never wrong, or like they're always like dangerously close. So I had to get that score a little closer. So twenty-eight, twenty-seven. All right, Dave. I'm going with my buddy Niner Sickness. I'm going to take the Vikings okay. twenty-eight, twenty-one. So I, I had to go look because the East Coast. I feel like sometimes it's it can be shitty weather out there, especially this time of year. Um, it's trending for, of course. The House of the Dragon uh, trailer popped up here. Uh, it's trending for 89 degrees and, Oof. oh, that's Monday, 88 degrees and 
sunny with a wind about 10 miles an hour. So good weather for the Vikings out there in Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. Well, I guess I didn't look at the time, but the day is that. So maybe like in the mid-70s. Um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I do think it's going to be tough. I, I, I think this is a bigger test, honestly, than the Packers was. Um, I think it's about as big. And we're talking wow. about a team that struggled a little bit against the Detroit it's, Lions. It's 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 Jalen Hurts that is is giving me pause here. Um, we, I don't know how they're going to do against the scrambling quarterback, um, and not that he's like actively scrambling. But you know what? You know what? I'll do it. The Vikings. I, I think the Vikings edge out Philly just barely. I I mean I I think we're talking like game winning field goal style game. Uh, and I think, I think we, I think we maybe get a call that's controversial towards the end of the game that puts us in field goal range, just to piss off Philly fans. So if you're a Viking fan going to the Philly game, good luck getting out of there alive because it's going to be brutal. And if you are going, do not wear purple. Yeah, just yeah. For your own. I, I, I was telling I was telling a buddy at work. I said if he's going to the game actually and. I said, go buy a, a Donovan McNabb Viking jersey. That way, you can be the best of both worlds. But I still think they'd boo the <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> uh, Booing is not what I'm worried about that, for those fans. I'm I'm more worried about the physicality that sometimes it comes with those games. But you know, hope you know. Cox, you you see all these videos on Twitter of all these different fan bases. I hope that our fan base isn't like that. I I, I haven't seen a lot of uh, Vikings not. Uh, stuff happening at our home, but. I yeah I think I saw one fight live and I think it was between two Viking fans so um, mm, yeah so hopefully we don't have that garbage in our stadium. I don't think I technically picked a score by the way, but uh, like I'll, do, um, I'll do I'll do I'll do twenty seven twenty four Vikings sneak one out. Um, that's it. That's all I have for tonight's Vikings happy hour show. A special thank you to Ryan and Dave for joining. Uh, this week and a really special thank you to Judd Zolgad. So tune in for whoever is the media member next week on predictions. Speaking of next week, I will not be here. Ryan will be the host uh, to be determined if there's a guest, but miles will be back um, and they will hopefully be breaking down another Vikings victory. Um, so if you're here tonight in the chat or listening to this on the podcast or any streaming application, we are so close to 2000 followers on our youtube channel so if you haven't yet please 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 head over there like subscribe we're here every wednesday night uh, at 8 p.m throughout the whole season with lightning rounds with positivity maybe not every week with positivity but most weeks um and in lake monster beer so what's what's better than that so that's all i have for you tonight dave let us know what the rest of the week looks like the rest of the week is uh Myself and Darren on Saturday, we're the official Climbing the Pocket pregame show. We're going to break down and look at things a little bit more in depth. And as the season goes on, gets past weeks three, four, five, six, the graphics get better and everybody, all the sources get better on their numbers and predictions. And we'll go from there. We're going to look at how we match up against the Eagles, how we can defeat the Eagles, and possibly how we can even lose against the Eagles. Not that that's going to happen. Then, because the game is on Monday, we have a doubleheader. 
Prior to the game starting at 6 p.m., we have Tyler Fornis and the Real Forno Show. He will be going hot and heavy into the game. As to what to expect, I'm sure he'll have some wagering lines, the last-minute bet stuff to see how the, the line moved, you know, from one point to two points to whatever it is. And then uh, then we have the game, and then in the final two minutes, we have the final score, where we go live at the two-minute warning. You can join me, possibly Matt. Flip, I'll be there. And uh, maybe Jason. But we'll see who's all there, and we're going to react, see how the game went. Hopefully it's another celebration just like last Sunday, and we have a blast doing it. That's what's coming up. And until then, uh, we hope you all have a great rest of the week, are blessed, savor, and enjoy great food and great beverage. As always, this is Happy Hour, and uh, we love you watching. Thanks. Skull Vikes. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout out goes to our partners, the Daily Norsemen, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>